This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. All those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their website. Ours is free, so enjoy it. Again, freetalklive.com. Well, saw a headline last night that was uh, certainly eye-catching. Turns out it doesn't have to do exactly with the uh, governments here in America, but it could. It could very well soon. I think California may be the place uh, that will be subject to behavior like this on the part of the bureaucrats. The story is from WorldNet Daily, and it is about Germany and homeschooling. Apparently, they don't like it too much over there in old Germany. Parents taking care of their own kids. And well, you know, uh, anybody who's in the, uh, the, the, the public school system really hates the idea that somebody might, well, think that their product that they produce at public school is so extraordinarily crappy right. that they'd rather keep their kid at home and, um, you know, and, and educate them there. It's, yeah, it really is quite an entitlement mentality that the people within the system have. They believe that they, they are entitled. Your, they own your children. Right. Not only do they believe they're entitled to your children... Because, I mean, over in Germany, you're going to see the extreme here. We'll tell you about that in a moment. Not only do they believe they own your children, but they also believe they own your property. And that if you've decided that, like like myself, I don't really want to pay property taxes to educate kids anymore. I don't want them going to these government indoctrination centers. Right. They're just, I don't even have kids. They're just socialist indoctrination centers, and I I have no desire to send my child to them, and I don't want to pay for them. Right, but I... Uh, they, I they teach. What do they teach there? They teach them how to cuss, knife fight, and put a condom on a cucumber. I'm not interested in paying for that. Right. I was told uh, this morning, I called a, a local talk show... And I asked the question, well, what would happen if one decided one was no longer going to pay the school portion of one's property taxes? And I was told that after three years, my house would probably be taken from me. It would probably be taken from me. And they called, they, they, I said, well, isn't that stealing? And they said, well, no, that's the law. I said, oh, so that means that if somebody writes some stuff down on a piece of paper and calls it the law, then that makes stealing okay? Well, we've got different definitions on blah, 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 blah. You know, just dodging and just this kind of entitled mentality. The idea that they are somehow entitled to my money or they're going to take my house from me. You it's, know, it's sick, the dude. The idea that you can write something down on paper and then get a bunch of old guys that are probably dead at this point to vote on it and then make it a law and then everybody has to do it. It's it's ludicrous. I mean, there were laws in this country that uh, stole the land from the Indians, uh, mm. that, that interred Japanese Americans during World War II, that enslaved black people. Sure. There are all kinds of bad laws. There were laws in Nazi Germany that you could gas Jews. The fact is the um, that if somebody writes it down, doesn't make it good, right, just, true, right. or fair. The Even if... A majority of the people, and, and we don't live in a democracy because I don't get to vote on most laws. Granted, I live in a uh, a town in New England, so I can vote in uh, you know on town issues in a real democracy. But the vast majority of us in America, we do, yeah, yay, uh, exist in a representative democracy, which means that we send well thieves to Washington D.C. or to our state capital to decide 
you know, what it is to legislate. So legislators, mm-hmm. they legislate, and they come up with all kinds of really great laws that they enforce in a really great fashion, and we all suffer. So I, uh, you know, I missed a, I missed a beat this morning when I, I made the phone call, and you can actually hear it over at freekeen.com, which is my blog site. Uh, I recorded it, but I, I forgot to use your line, Mark. Uh, the host of the show, Fred, he he cornered me a little bit with the the line about, well, you can always leave, and uh, you didn't, you weren't born here, you came here from Florida, because I'm a Free State Project member. I did move here uh, to New Hampshire from Florida a couple of years ago in search of more liberty, and I forgot your line about, well, what about the founding fathers? Should they have just moved? Right? Wasn't that how you would have responded to that? It, 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 yeah, it's a good way to, uh, to handle it. Um, you know, uh, are you going to besmirch the name of Thomas Jefferson yeah. and George Washington? So I missed my my chance on Tax that one. Tax protesters all. But and I and I also asked about a funny little thing. Now I wonder since we're on so many stations tonight, it's our Saturday show. We've got like twice as many stations on board. Big ones too. Someone outside of New Hampshire, grab grab your property, your most recent property tax bill. And then dial in at 800-259-9231. I'm just curious. From what I understand, here in New Hampshire, there are no dollar signs on the property tax bill. Now, I actually asked about this this morning when I called this local talk show. I said, well, why is it that there are no dollar signs? And they just sort of blew it off. Well, I don't have time to worry about things like that. Uh, It's a conspiracy theory. And it does sound conspiratorial. I certainly agree with that. But these lawyers, they're very particular about things. Yeah, they, when lawyers do things, right, they do they it write for a reason. Down. When they write things down and they can, uh, and then they go back and back and forth with each other and all their little nonsense. Well, the things that they write down have to be very, very, uh, you know, accurate. Right. So it might have to do with, uh, you know, something from the Universal Com- Uniform Commercial Code called presentment. And I, I don't know. I, all I know is I'm looking at this bill. And there are at least four places where they could have put a dollar sign, where they're demanding a certain amount of money or amount of whatever, because I don't know. Maybe it's not money. Maybe it's, uh, you know, clam shells or banana peels or something, uh, where they're demanding this amount, and they didn't put it there. And so I thought, well, it must be like this on all of their bills, right? So I went and got my water bill. Dollar signs all over that. So what's the deal there? Is it is it just like that in New Hampshire, or do they do it elsewhere? Do they do it where you are? Go and dig out your property taxes if you get a chance tonight. We'll be on the air for another three hours or so here. So uh, 800-259-9231, because I don't think I have any old, my old ones from Florida at this point. Yeah, why would you keep those awful things? All right, so 1-800-259-9231. Here's a story from uh, WorldNet Daily. A mother and father who've been homeschooling their children each have been ordered by a German judge to serve three-month prison terms after a prosecutor said he was unhappy with fines the family paid and he wanted the parents jailed. So I guess paying the fines wasn't good enough for these bureaucrats. The sentences for Jurgen and Rosemary Dudek were announced in Germany's equivalent of a district court in the state of Hesse, according to a staff attorney. The group Excuse me. The Homeschool Legal Defense Association is the premier homeschooling advocacy organization in the world, has been monitoring and helping their case since before a federal prosecutor announced his intention more than a year ago to see the parents behind bars. According to the HSLDA, words escape me. It's unconscionable, incredible, shocking. They'll appeal, of course. He said the prosecutor's agenda is clear with the mindset, you guys are rebelling against the state. We're going to punish you. 
Donnelly said work was begun immediately to pursue an appeal through the uh, German state court system. He describes the sentences as breathtaking. It was just a year ago when the apparently the prosecutor appealed a lower court's imposition of fines against the Dudex. The prosecutor said at the time he would demand jail sentences of three months each and also that he would not permit the case to be resolved with probation for the parents. A newspaper reporter said parents previously paid fines, the parents previously paid fines, because they didn't send their children to school for religious reasons. He said the parents, who are Christians, teach their children themselves. Two years ago, the court also had dealt with them, and that case, dealing with the payment of a fine, had been dropped. The judge who imposed the fines also criticized school officials for refusing to answer the family's request for approval of their private school. So it sounded like, at at least initially, some of the courts were not quite as nasty to these people as as they could have been but that uh that was not that was not pleasing to the prosecutor no he had to have more says uh the chief of the local government education department said he would enforce the mandatory school attendance law against the family and said he resented the judge's interference at the time he said his duty is to make a judgment when the prosecutor brings a charge and to stay out of administrative matters the attitude is typical of some officials in Germany, where homeschooling has been stamped on since the Nazi era. Stamped on since the Nazi era, critics say. Practical Homeschool magazine has noted one of the first acts by Hitler when he moved into power was to create a governmental ministry of education and give it control of all schools and school-related issues. It's a plank of the uh, communist uh, manifesto, too. What would you do if you were a parent wanting to homeschool your children and facing time in jail? When would you bow down to the state, or would you? This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Those features include updates. You want to get uh, kept in the loop about Free Talk Live, what's going on with the show, get on the updates list. Go to updates.freetalklive.com. And get on it for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. We're talking about uh, education-related stuff. We're talking about property taxes and uh, also a situation out in Germany where parents have now been sent to prison, three-month prison terms, because they are homeschooling their children. And I... You know, and and schooling, uh, homeschooling and, uh, and, and property taxes are inexorably linked because... The fact is, when it comes to property taxes, most of them on a local level go to support the schools. People always trot out, well, without taxes and the government, we wouldn't have any roads. Very small amount of your property taxes actually goes to, to building and maintaining roads. And yeah, I can tell by the way they're maintained around here. Right. You know, the, the roads are crap anyway. Somebody else could do a better job than the government anyhow. But the idea that we have to pay in order to send other people's kids to school. And I'm not talking about the poor people. Sending poor people to school is a welfare issue. It's not a socialist a socialism issue. It's not an education issue. Most people that are sending their kids to public school, those kids are driving their own cars in high school, and, and they're driving their kids to school in very nice cars. Yeah, I've seen it. I drive you know, a 94 Dodge Shadow <laughs> with paint peeling off of it. Now, I, I granted... 
I could buy a better car if I so chose, but it's paid for, and I just feel like driving sure. that car. You know, there's no reason in the world I should be paying to send some of these other people's kids to school. It's ludicrous. Well, let's see what you think about it. I'm curious, uh, especially to see how people feel about these folks being sentenced to three months in prison because they dared to educate their own children. Let's go to your calls. Uh, Ladies first, Arlene in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Arlene. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hello. Well, uh, we were talking about the uh, tax um, for for the school districts. Yes. And on my tax statement, it does show the dollar signs. You do have dollar signs in Oklahoma. Yes. Now that's your property. Tax? This is property. Tax? Yes, this is my property tax. Okay. okay very interesting. Very interesting. So it doesn't County. do it here in uh, in New Hampshire. From what I understand, it's all across New Hampshire. Where there are no dollar signs. Uh huh. So that was that all you had to share with us? Well, uh, there's something interesting here too. There are three, six, nine. There are nine designations. Uh, designated distribution places, you know, for these property taxes. Uh-huh. Four of them are for the school. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, it's about sixty percent out here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, where we do the show from. It's How about really you? crazy. Uh huh. Well, four of the nine, Mark is. Well, is what about half of the, half of the bill is is schools? Yes, and and for the school district itself. That is the largest. It's a three-digit number. Right. That's that's just to run the uh, administrative portion behind the the school. These people don't educate anyone. Do you feel like mm-hmm. you're getting your money's worth? No, absolutely <laughs> not. I have a niece in Missouri who is homeschooling her children, and the difference in their education, their skill levels, everything is just as different as night and day. Yeah, it sure is, and that's one of the reasons why the government doesn't want homeschooling going on, or at least Germany doesn't, and the same reason that's why California's going that way, and you'll probably see more governments in the uh, the United States going that direction, because it takes the kids out of the hands of the state indoctrination centers, and Mm -hmm. it allows uh, parents to actually have control over what their kids learn, and they don't like that. And I'd like to thank you for the call, Arlene. I appreciate that. At 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Ben in Florida, listening on WFTL. Hello, Ben. Or excuse me, WFLA. Hey. My apologies. Hey, no, that's right. I used to be a school teacher, and I'm just telling you, schools are a social programming um, computer center. Can you children. give me an example all, of, of uh, what you just, mean by that? They're just, they're, 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 they they browbeat them with a socialized agenda, the social agenda. And the problem I have is they will know we pay our property taxes here, it's just one lump sum. They don't tell you where it's going. Yeah, that's nice. I know at least a quarter to 40% of it goes for the schools. And the schools in this country, you know, are easily fixed. It's easily fixed. You take athletics out of schools and just make it a school for learning. Put uniforms in there make all the kids the same. You know, I have to d- I have to disagree with you. I understand that you have your I think vision. That some of the things would would probably be better. Than I, un- I understand that you have your vision of what you think would be right for schools. But the problem is, if I have a different vision, only one of us, when it comes to government schools, can have our way. That's well, why. Here's the, here's the, the other problem too. Well, well I'll let you go on, but just to give you my solution, my solution would be to to get rid of the government schools entirely and essentially marketize the education. I uh, have a well, free that, market well, that, in education where each parent can can get the exact exact education they're looking yeah. for for their just children like just like in england is it like that in england I... yes it's, pr- it's pretty much privatized in england that's why there's so many different schools well, in england. It's, it's i hate the term privatized yeah privatization well, usually they, they usually screw it up you know well, it, 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 it makes well, the democrats it, it, squirm 
can I ask you a question? Yeah. Sure. Is there anywhere in the Constitution where it says there's a federal Department of Education? Not no. one. No, certainly not. Oh, oh, well, that answers a big question. Well, there's not a place the for the FBI problem, either. <laughs> yeah, the I other mean, problem, and the reason we have the schools the way we do is, is in for a large portion of this country's history, if unless you own property in this country, you couldn't vote to start with. Because it was a republic. It wasn't a democracy. It was, fe- it was founded to be a republic. Mm-hmm. And, and when you give people that don't work, that live on welfare, the right to vote, they're not going to vote for what's best for the country. They're going to vote for what's best for them and lining their own pockets. And that's inherently what is the problem. Well, I think everybody because would. And, and I think that property I, – I, I agree that you know, making it property owners would probably be a step in the right direction. But really, the question, you know, when it comes to property taxes, here in my New England town, we have a New England town meeting. 600 people get together, and they vote on the things to spend money on. And so everybody who's voting is pretty much a property owner, or at least in the family of a property owner. And I've got, true, yeah. I've got to ask you there, who the hell are those 599 people that are telling me that I've got to uh, pay up for their school? A bunch well, of thieves. Well, I agree, I agree with you. You know, here we have a school board, and the school board decides, you know, they're going to change the millage rate. They're going to spend what they want to spend on the school. Right. And not only that, they tell you which school your kids got to go to. And, and if they want to, they can bust him clear across town. And, and it's just, oh, and now we have the voucher program in Florida, which means if you want to put your child in a private school, the state will give you a voucher. And you take the voucher, and, and the state will pay for part of the private school education. And the, the uh, teachers' union and the public schools just had a conniption fit when that happened, because that was taking money out of their coffers. Sure. I, I bet I bet they did. Uh, of course, should be pointed out that many cases these voucher programs can really be the downfall of the private schools that accept the money. Uh, maybe oh, well, it doesn't it doesn't too. happen up front, but over time, what you'll see you happen the is the government union? bureaucrats will begin to put rules on the schools that accept the voucher money and essentially turn them into government schools by proxy. That's one of the problems well, the, with the vouchers. Well, the, te- the teachers went, and you know what they did? You know what their answer was? They went to court to try and get the court to rule that it was unconstitutional. Of course they did. They don't mind using violence to get what they want. Well, they're entitled, see? They feel entitled to all that it's money. You, it's their money. And those kids. <laughs> they're entitled to the kids, right. too. They think that the, your children child, and your money belong to them. My kids aren't going to go to public school. Well, that's and good. And you're a former public school teacher. And, and how fortunate that you're not living in Germany where you might be facing jail time for it. Thank you for the call tonight. We certainly appreciate hearing from you. But how long before this comes here? How long before we hear the first story out of America about a couple of people who are going to go to jail because they dared to homeschool their children? It's close to happening out in California. I'm telling you, more coming up. You can take control. Bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including the wiki. You can get interactive with over 1,700 pages created by uh, listeners just like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com and change virtually anything. That's wiki, W-I-K-I, dot freetalklive.com. If you haven't taken care of your will or living trust or living will, you really need to do those things because, well... 
you don't want your loved ones to have to deal with the government in order to uh, get the things that are theirs or to take care of you in the time that you need it most. You can do those things at LegalZoom.com. It's fast and easy. Uh, you can save a lot of money. They're not lawyers, but, uh, you know, they, they do handle legal documents. It's LegalZoom.com. You can even save uh, 10 bucks off your order by using code FTL. That's LegalZoom.com. FTL. 1-800-259-9231. We will continue with your calls talking about homeschooling over in Germany. It's uh, something that could end up putting you in prison if you decide that you want to be in charge of your children's education. In fact, according to the Homeschooling Legal Defense Organization, excuse me, I don't think I have the exact term right there. Anyway, according to them, 400 homeschooling families is the is the estimate. There are 400 estimated in Germany and virtually all of them have now been either forced into hiding or are currently facing court actions. So these people are really being persecuted. I mean, this is like in the Calif- Holocaust all over again, except it, without the gas chambers. In California, they're trying to do the same. They've, they've attempted through both the courts and legislation to make it so that you can't homeschool your kids unless you're certified by the uh, state of California as a teacher. So that means only teachers can homeschool their kids. Craziness. That's the direction it's going, and it means that more people will be targeted for nonsense like this. And, you know, when I think about the public, when I think about all the crap I learned in high school, it's, it's a wonder I can think at all, to, to quote uh, Paul Simon. Well, you did better because it was 20 years ago uh, when you got out. The kids today are even but, worse off. You know, the, the, I, I took all the advances. I took the advanced classes in high school. But the fact is, you can walk out of that place, and many about 20% of the people walk out functionally illiterate, period. Yeah. And um, you can walk out of there having taken the uh, consumer math, which is basically addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. Right. You don't have to get that great of an education. So you're telling me that I can't, that the average person can't provide their kid with that level of education? The crap that they get in school? Most of school is sit down, shut up, raise your hand if That's you right. want to speak, and make sure you ask if you use the, want to use the bathroom. Turn around, keep your mouth shut. It says here in the story, again from WorldNet Daily, the... Uh, Again, 400 families are in hiding or currently facing court actions. According to the story, the uh, Dudex, the family we're talking about, that's uh, facing up to three months in prison for each of the parents, they warned about a new German federal law that gives family courts the authority to take custody of children as soon as there is suspicion of child abuse, which is how the nation's courts have defined homeschooling. That is, they're abusing their children by taking them out of the government indoctrination system. The new law is seen as a logical step in carving up family rights after a federal court had decided that homeschooling was an abuse of custody. The letter said local youth welfare offices' new authority includes withdrawal of parental custody as one of the methods for punishing uncooperative parents. The Consul General for the Federal Republic of Germany has commented on the issue on a blog, noting that the government so-called has a legitimate interest in countering the rise of parallel societies that are based on religion. Sit on that for a moment. Just chew on that for a moment. The government has a legitimate interest in countering the rise of parallel societies that are based on religion. So if you and your family and your friends decide you want to start your own society. Remember, societies are supposed to be voluntary associations of individuals uh, gathered together for a common purpose. If you decide you want to start your own society and it's based on a religious basis, well, the government people believe that they have the right to go in and do whatever it takes to stop you. Does that seem chilling to you? 
it seem wrong? Am I the only one disturbed by all this? It wasn't that long ago that they threw Christians to lions. And I don't think that, uh, you know, now the people that, in, in whatever society it is, that uh, the, the, the top religion should be able to, uh, you know, do whatever it wants to the bottom ones. And that's essentially what's happening here. The consul general... Because what's normal is the top religion. The consul general uh, said that schools, government schools, teach socialization. And that's important, he says, as evident in the government's response when a German family in another case wrote objecting to police officers picking up their child at home and delivering him to a public school. The response the government wrote to those parents said, The Minister of Education does not share your attitudes towards so-called homeschooling. You complain about the forced school escort of primary school children by the responsible local police officers. In order to avoid this in the future, the Education Authority is in conversation with the affected family in order to look for possibilities to bring the religious convictions of the family into line with the unalterable school attendance requirement. You'll have to change your religion if you want to continue living in Germany. If that is your religion, talks about homeschooling and supports homeschooling. I mean, this is this is pers- this is religious persecution. But in, it's not in that- this country. Many many uh, you know religious people decide to educate their own kids at home, and I think that that is absolutely an inalienable right. They're no. your kids. Apparently you not. should be able to educate them in whatever manner you wish. Well, you know, this isn't really. I mean, you might be able to sit there and listen to this story and say, "Well, it's happening over Germany. We live in the freest country in the world." Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on a second. Just because religious people aren't being persecuted for home schooling in this country yet doesn't mean they aren't being persecuted fundamentalist church of jesus christ of latter-day saints ring any bells over 400 children stolen from their parents based on the flimsiest of pretexts how about the uh, strong city folks who Most had, people don't know about that strong right city who thing. they had they had uh, three of their teenage children taken from them and I, I shouldn't use the term children for teenagers they had three of their teenagers taken from them at gunpoint they, and they, so what they're doing is they're picking on religious people over here. They're just going after them for different things. It's always easy to go after the weirdos. Let's go to your phone calls. You can bring up anything. Sam in Texas is on the amp line. Hello, Sam. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? You mentioned uh, the property tax that your notification didn't have any dollar sign on it, and I got mine out. No, I'm in Texas. And there's 28 places where they're listing things like assessed value, taxable value, mm-hmm. but there are absolutely no dollar signs anywhere on this this it's not even a bill it's a property tax notification oh interesting mine says property tax bill and the lady from oklahoma says hers had dollar signs on it so apparently it, it's very different around the country yeah so while i've been on hold i've started reading some of the fine print thinking surely it's going to say the dollar you know that it's got to be paid in dollars or something uh, and I haven't really found anything. There was a sentence on the back that says property taxes are the primary sources of local government's uh, revenue in Texas. Your tax assessor collector in so-and-so county will be collecting ad valorem or property taxes. Now, I looked up the word valorem in a three-inch thick Black's Law. I think it's valorem. Valorem. Valorem, and it's not in there. Hmm. Do you guys know what that means? Or 
I, I do not know. I've certainly seen the word before, but uh, I'm, I mean, I've got a dictionary in, in front of me here. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm so choked up just from hearing the, the primary source of the local <laughs> government's revenue no. comes from you, the little peons that had better pay or we're going to take your house away. I mean, it makes me want to cue the Star Spangled Banner. It warms my heart the way in this, the freest country in the world, we have to rob our citizens in order to pay for uh, schools. And, and I'm those not robbing anybody. Just to he point finishes out. the sentence by saying, uh, or, or, or property taxes for the following entities, and then it lists off about 20 cities, and it ends with uh, independent school districts or possibly others, meaning other areas that they can just, these are all the places we're going to take your money from, mm-hmm. and if we just arbitrarily decide we want to do it somewhere else, well, we're free to do so. And that's what you know. these bureaucrats are just going to keep doing. I wonder if we could pay this in peanuts. Yeah, that is a great question. Or what about pesos or something else, you know? Banana peels. I'd like I, to give them an extra peanut and see them make change for a 30 cents of a peanut. <laughs> oh, I would just go ahead and give them the extra peanut. I mean, I don't really want the change. They can keep the extra peanut. I don't know. Hopefully we'll see more experimentation in this realm as uh, more people continue to move here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project because I'm so sick and tired of paying these bureaucrats. I do not want this particular service. I have no interest in it whatsoever. Sam, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800 This is Free Talk Live. It is a live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Get on board for as little as 3 bucks a month. It's money that we take in and reinvest into the program. Get on more radio stations across the country and also get more, uh, more Internet listeners on board and thereby exposing more new people to the message of freedom and liberty. So if that sounds good to you and you like the idea of maybe getting some perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more, all of the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. So hop on board as we continue with your phone calls about what you want. We go to Claire in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Claire is gone. Let's try another lady listener. It's Connie on the line in Texas on the amp line. Hello, Connie. Hello there. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I wanted to just share something with you. Uh, I was talking to my son, uh, and he was talking about the law of attraction. And and we were talking about and he was at at an event where... This, they were t- discussing the law of attraction, and we both believe in it very strongly. But then he said he, you know, kind of got this lady had a problem with her eye, and he felt like he should go over there and he, you know, do something to help her. You know, like he felt like he could do something to help her uh, make her eye not be so severe or whatever. Okay. And he said, "Mom, I just didn't feel like I could do that." Okay, and I said, "Well, that's because, you know, way back in the Roman days." You know, there was a big power between church and, and and government, and they didn't want you to have power. They didn't want you to have personal power. And now he comes from a very don't believe in God, and I come from a very strong believe in God. So we had this discussion, and, and you know, God said he made us in his like, likeness, so why wouldn't we think that we could heal? Why wouldn't we think we could help people? Interesting. And, and I told him, you know, the government has, they don't want us to be you know, to be that powerful or to be, I mean, they hung priests because they had a bigger castle than, 
you know, the the king, and you know, it was there was a big government between the government and the and the, so, the religious. Connie, order. do you think do you think those guys with the uh, hairsprayed hair and the uh, polyester suits that are going be healed and pushing people back in <laughs> in the in the, uh, in the pews? Do you think they're healing them? No. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know. I just think that we have opportunities that in our daily life on a daily basis that we know we should do something, that we know we get a prompting, whether it's from the Spirit, whether it's from, you know, whatever, the universe, whatever, we get it, and we choose not to do it because we've been taught that, oh, no, we can't, you know, that's weird. We we can't do that. That's something bad. Sure. And I think it has a lot to do with what people wanting to control other people because if you have power, we wouldn't need all the government and all the intervention and all yeah. the different religions. Well, what would the doctors think? I mean, if uh, I mean, if they, all exactly. of a sudden they lost their monopoly because people were able to heal themselves more effectively, be interesting. Exactly. It'd be an interesting yeah. world. Certainly, you're going to come up against a lot of skepticism with a, with a viewpoint like that, and it's it it is in of course no way testable uh, whatsoever. Of course, there have been some amazing stories out there of people healing themselves with what appears to be nothing more than the power of their own mind. I mean, you can't deny some of the stories. Uh, the, the guy who does the Dilbert comic strip, Scott Adams, was able to overcome what the doctors told him was a you know terminal problem that, uh, that he was going to be like this for the rest of his life. I guess terminal is not the right word, but he was going to have this, this debilitating condition for the rest of his life. And he decided for himself that he didn't care what the doctors thought, that he wasn't going to have that particular condition. And sure enough, he, he snapped out of it. After a little bit oh, of time, yeah. it didn't happen yeah. the next day, but it happened. Exactly, and, and and why do we choose? I mean, especially when he's at a seminar, he's talking about the law of attraction, and yet we still we still put limitations on ourselves. We still think that oh well, we can do this, create re- any reality we want, but we're not allowed to heal, or we're not allowed to. And it doesn't have to be you know the public throwing the people back. You just go over and touch someone. You go over and give whatever you think you're supposed to do. And and you listen to that voice. I think that there's a lot of uh, sort of... Again, non-scientific evidence that points to what you're saying. I mean, when they bring in animals into the hospital, they find that it brings people's mood up. And when, they, when they're feeling happier and they're feeling healthier, they get healthier. All you have uh, to, placebo no, effect is a great example of All this. you have to do is talk to massage therapists, ask them whether a touch, the human touch can heal, and they'll tell you yeah. yes. Yeah, but you can't, oh, yeah. you can't test it in any sort of scientific circumstances. So you just sort of have to take that on and believe it, which can, which can be hard to do in today's society, and that's, I think, what you're talking about, Connie, is that we've been told over and over again from these authority figures, people that claim to be authorities on certain things, whether they be government people or doctors or, or whatever, been told that, well, you can't do that. Only I can do that, or we'll decide if you live or die. You and, can hurt somebody. And, you know, what if that's all not true? What if it was just all, to, you know, to mislead you into believing that you couldn't do what you actually can? It's an interesting thing to think about, and I want to thank you for the call, Connie. We appreciate it. You bring up anything. Let's talk to Mike, listening in Keene, New Hampshire, WKBK. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ian. Hey, Mike, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, what a pleasure talking. You're talking about property taxes, one of my favorite subjects. You know why we have property taxes, Ian? Uh, Why? Go ahead. To feed the parasites that work in government. (laughs) 
And, and I'm truth. telling you the truth. They feed. See, parasites get greedy, mm-hmm. and they feed, and they need more and more and more. This is why your property taxes go up. Right? You know, I mean, I can go on and on, but I'll take one thing right now. Look at the public schools. See, I'm a, I'm a strong advocate of the voucher system, choice and education. But see, that threatens the NEA and, and their union because that, that is what will break the back of the NEA. We should privatize education. It hasn't broken up. Before you go on, it hasn't broken their back down in Florida. They got upset about it, but they're still alive and well down in Florida. And the reason why is because the voucher system is only rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. A real um, privatization or marketization situation would be to to have parents keep their money in the first place instead of having to beg for it back from the governments in the form of a voucher. That would be the ideal situation. Don't you agree? Well, hey, listen, any choice in education means that you, you would, if you have a, a kid and whatever it costs to educate them, you, you would get the voucher. And then you could send, you wouldn't be at the mercy of the public education system because that's what you are. If you don't have a lot of money, you are at the mercy of public education. And public education I agree with you. is another parasitic system but that feeds on people. Even with the voucher system, I'm still at the mercy of the parasites in the, uh, you know, the, in, in the town that are taking, it, uh, taking my money in order to pay off these vouchers. Am I not? Well, yes, but see, my, my big thing is you will be able to send your kids to a private school for a lot less money than public school. But wait, what about me? I don't have kids. Well, then you, if you don't have any children, then you would, you would be able to – my thing would you, – you should be able to opt out of the out of the system entirely. Well, well great. Then why, why even bother with the vouchers right. then? If you I, could opt out, then it's just optional. Right. <laughs> I'm with you there. I, I like the idea of opting out. Like, I don't have kids, or I want to take my money and invest it somewhere else, or I want to give it to somebody that has kids or whatever. I want to be able to control my own finances. So why would I want to even give my money in the first place to a bunch of bureaucrats to have them then take a chunk off the top for their bureaucratic overhead and then cut me a check back with my own money? I mean, it's so inefficient and useless, and there's one more fact and I touched on this earlier, and I think it's pretty important. If you have a voucher system, it may not be the first year, but down the line, the government bureaucrats are going to come in, probably at the behest of the NEA or the the teachers associations, they're going to come into those private schools that are taking those vouchers, and they're going to say, well, if you want our vouchers next year, you're going to have to implement this curriculum and these rules and this curriculum. You need to have 2% milk in the uh, cafeteria available and whole milk. Uh, The the pizza needs to be... You know, this type of cheese, you can't have peanuts anywhere on the property. I mean, you know, all as, kinds of as stupid long as physical education must include this many right. hours of this much stuff. And you just give them time, and that's where that will go. And so to prevent that from happening, we shouldn't even go down the voucher road in the first place. Well, what again, are we going to do? We have got to break the back of the NEA, and we've got to get out of the public education I think system. here's my proposal. And I'm really excited about this idea. I just, it's hard for me to get my girlfriend excited about it because she's frightened to death they're going to throw us out of our home. Uh, but my idea is to have parents and others who are t- sick and tired of this nonsense just simply stop paying the school portion of the, of the property taxes. I mean, okay, I'd prefer you know to not pay any of it. But... You need, the teachers have a union. They all have unions. The government, the police, the, everyone that works in the government has a union. So I've been propo- advocating this for years. What we need to do then, we need to form our own union where we all stick together the way they stick together. Because what it's coming down to, Ian, it's going to be them against us. Uh, us versus so them. That's what it's always been. Up, and then we would su- support each other. Yep. 
So then let them try to take away all of our homes. Exactly. You've got it nailed, sir, and I'm in 100% agreement because it won't take very many of us. You don't have to have a majority. You don't even have to have 10%. If you only had uh, you know, more than a handful of homeowners with the courage to just say no to these parasites, they couldn't take all their property, especially if we banded together and if, if one was being targeted, you could go over there or camp out in their yard or whatever. There could be all kinds of different things that could happen. I think you're going to see this idea develop and flourish over time. So thank you for the call tonight, Mike. We appreciate hearing from you. More coming up. Hour two's on the way. Free talk live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. WebEx.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airways via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. Excuse me. And hey, Mark. Mark. How are yeah. you? I Sorry, I was uh, looking at a uh, news article here. All right. Uh, I know you've got quite an interesting story for us about the cops breaking into someone's home, uh, apparently to do them a favor. Well, we'll find out more about what that means here in a bit. But of course, your calls are primary. That is what the show is all about. It's a live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number again is 1-800-259-9231. Uh, before we continue with your phone calls, just want to welcome our newest radio affiliate, KFPW AM 1230, the talk of Fort Smith, Arkansas. We are on board there for uh, Saturday. They're on, on for our Saturday night show. They're going to be picking up the second and third hours of the program. So I wanted to welcome all our new listeners uh, for our first station in Arkansas. Pretty cool. There you go. So uh, welcome aboard, and don't hesitate to pick up the phones. How many stations is that? 40 40-ish. Like that. We're at least 40, maybe 41, somewhere, something like that. Anyway, let's continue with your calls. Talk to Kevin in Fort Lauderdale, listening on WFTL. Hello, Kevin. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, you know, I want to try and make a rational, coherent connection between the last three, the, the issues raised by the last three callers and, the, I guess, the overall issue you've raised um, yourself in terms of the issues we're addressing. Uh, you know, I, I believe that we're seeing a move towards this one-world government, the new world order, and I believe that uh, the collapse of the dollar, you know, that all, all of these things are connected to that um, finally coming of age of that. And I, while it's rational, you know, the stockpile supplies, that's rational and reasonable, um, the sustained answer, I think, lies in the point that was raised by the lady earlier, and that we raise to, rise to the level of individual uh, spiritual enlightenment, as corny as it might sound, uh, because I believe we're facing a system that, that has been underway since the founding of Western civilization, and it's just finally coming of age, and um, all these other things are going to be Band-Aids unless we, we're able to rise to some higher level within ourselves, hmm. you know, um, motivated by love rather than by greed and self-gain. Interesting observations. 
I don't really know what to say to it. I mean, I, I agree. People need to really get in touch with themselves and uh, stop being so obedient to these people claiming to be authorities over them. They don't have authority. They're just men with guns. That's all they are. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it seems like by now we've got enough evidence for anybody that's mature and reasonable. Um, you're, either, you're either choosing to, to profit yourself and, you know, and, and totally ignore the impact that it has on others or – you're going to take the higher road and maybe sacrifice some some ourselves. Well, I have to disagree with you. I have to, I have to disagree with you on that. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with profiting because in uh, the world I live in, you can really only profit in, in a legitimate way by helping other people get what they want. I can't well, I profit. Agree with that. I, I agree cannot with that. profit off of this radio show unless it is entertaining and people want to, you know, use this product. And similarly, I also don't like the term sacrifice because uh, the, the the term sacrifice connotates that you're just giving up value for nothing in return and there's no real value in that wherein if you were to maybe consider what you're doing what you might have considered as a sacrifice in the past consider it more of an investment in that you're doing this in hopes of a better future i think that's just a healthier sounding way to uh, to look at what might be a similar kind of a, a situation let me make a last simple um, example of what sure. i'm saying right now we all benefit greatly from our electronic advancements in um, wireless technology cell phone in particular sure but if we look at the greater picture, the cadmium that makes that whole, all of the technology possible is mined primarily in equatorial New Guinea. And I believe cadmium sells even higher than gold per ounce. However, the people that work from sunup to sundown, and at best they make about $12 a day. So basically, their sacrifice. Um, it has a direct relationship to our comfort of life that we're enjoying. Well, now and I don't know about that because point, we, we need to. We have to ask ourselves, you know, how do we balance that? Well, I, I can tell you, for um, it, they're not making a sacrifice. They're they're choosing to go to work every day, um, unless they're slaves, and, and, right? Unless somebody's standing there with an AK-47, uh, you know, uh, forcing them to go. In which at which point, slavery is abhorrent. However, Equatorial New Guinea, I'm just guessing, is a fourth world country with a uh, you know crappy economy. And their resources, though, guys, it's their resources that we're taking from there. At least we should share it. It's not take. Takes the wrong turn. Taking it. No, they're trading. They're trading their work. You're suggesting I took my car from the Dodge dealership? I'm suggesting that the Dodge dealership got something in, in, in equal return for your So your, did the your, people your in Equatorial that, New that, Guinea. They got what they wanted for their labor. You didn't give them $2 and drove off the lot, my friend. You didn't give them $2. You gave them That's something because they wouldn't agree to that. Value. That's because they wouldn't agree to that. The people, the people you're the people talking about, the so that, if, if they didn't, if they didn't have, if, before you go on, if they didn't have the twelve dollar a day job mining, for, you know, from sunup to sundown, then they would have the two dollar a day job working out in the fields in order to feed their family. They're giving them options, and that's the way that is. We all go to work, and we would all love to be millionaires, but that's not the way that works. I mean, why not just raise the minimum wage to $100 an hour if, if you can magically make people rich by uh, you know, just doing that? However, the politicians are only going to print the money, and that goes back to the people in power who are the ones that you're concerned with. Yeah, that's where the real issue is. It's the people the that are calling themselves government. You know, you don't have to share wealth because wealth is unlimited. Wealth is always expanding. As long as we have a free marketplace, there will always be new wealth created. The only thing that can ever stop that is the government people from getting in, uh, by getting in the way. And I want to thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. The issue of overseas labor is very, very emotional for people in America because the people in America have been so comforted by the accoutrements of life you know we've got air conditioning 
we've got central heat, we've got electricity, we've got all kinds of... Running water. Yeah. The biggest problem in the world is potable water. We, we've got so much stuff that we take for granted here in America, and then when we look out across the rest of the world, some people in America, and I don't mean to include everyone, but some people in America, when they look out across the rest of the world and they see people working in conditions that they would consider abhorrent, they get to work in nice, safe offices and uh, sales floors and things like that in, in America, and when they see somebody doing something that they perceive of as more dangerous and they're getting paid less, at least they perceive that they see, oh, $12, that's not very much. I make $12 an hour here in America. But you have to understand their economy over there is in a different place as as ours is. It's you know it's like the you know the late eighteen hundreds in some places if was forced, here in America. If you if you forced for somehow or another you were able to force whatever company is uh, managing to get the cadmium mined in Equatorial New Guinea to pay whatever the rates are, um, you know that that you feel are are you know make sense five dollars an hour ten dollars an hour. Fifty dollars an hour. You'd have, yeah. to, you'd have to pay me fifty bucks an hour at least, if not more, to work in a freaking in a mine. Sorry, it's sure. You know, I'm not going to do that. But uh, those people are willing to do it for twelve dollars a day. Then what happens? Well, then the mine workers are the only ones that are wealthy in that community. Mm. They become kings. They rule over all the other people because they've got all the money. You cannot go screwing with economies like that. That doesn't, doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Well, all that would end up happening, of course, is the cost would be passed back on to the consumers in the form of higher-priced electronics or whatever it is the product is, is being made, which means that the people in America people would have would to buy them. more. Yeah, people, less people would buy them and look, because less people would be able to afford them at that point. You have to understand that $12 a day for somebody in a place like New Guinea or China or whatever the, uh, the, the country it is you're concerned with, $12 a day is better, as you said, than the $2 a day they might be making or the nothing that they might be making just working on the farm to try to keep food on the table. So these, all of these people, unless they were enslaved into the jobs, they chose to go there. And the reason they chose to go there was likely because it was a step up for them. And you can't really accelerate that process too much faster than however the natural process would be of a company coming in, building a factory, offering new jobs, having a different company come in across town, building a factory, offering jobs for a little bit more, and then you know new competition comes in and the workplace gets better. It right. improves over time because of competition. But you can't just do it all overnight. Did we jump from you know uh, an agrarian society to air-conditioned comfort office over a week's period of time? In America? No, it took a long time. You can't just sort, short-circuit that process. You know, and, and the, the fact is, this is a fact, and I'm, you don't have to like it. The labor of pe- you know, people in thir- fourth-world countries is not as valuable as the labor here in the United States. So it's not worth as much money. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Now, that's not necessarily... I don't know from what you mean when you say from that. From an economic standpoint... Like, if you brought that person to America, then their labor would be worth right. as much as They're in else. the fourth world country. If I went to the fourth world country... Your labor would I be worth If I wanted a job mining cadmium, I'm going to get paid $12 a day. Exactly. Because that's what it's worth. You can stand there and stamp your foot all you want. It's wait, not going to do anything. I'm an American. Yeah. I'm white. I should get paid more. Exactly. And it's not so. So the economies are different, and that's okay, as long as they're moving in the right direction. Some of them aren't. Then that's a government problem. Again, government is the problem. More coming up. Free Talk Live. You take control. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, and those features include archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, and if you're one of our brand-new listeners in Fort Smith, for instance, you've missed a whole lot. Uh, because we're also a weekday show. And if you aren't getting the weekday show on your local radio stations, well, that can be easily remedied. You can always contact your local station, thank them for airing Free Talk Live, and then ask for more, uh, because we do do this live six nights a week. So if you've missed a moment you want to grab those archives, just go to freetalklive.com. They're right there on the front page of the website, and they're totally free. Once again, that is freetalklive.com. Travel less. Meet online. Try WebEx free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx. That's WebEx, W-E-B-E-X.com. Enter the promo code 600 and start your free trial of WebEx today. Get a free uh, webcam in the process. Get out of here. I'm telling you. That's crazy. Yeah, and just just to try out the uh, the whole uh, shebang here. I like that. That sounds really cool. Uh, good for them to go out on that limb. Let's go to your phone calls. You can bring up anything. Tom is on the line in Clearwater listening on WFLA. Hello, Tom. How you doing, guys? I'm a relatively new listener. I think Welcome. you guys just kind of got in the air here, didn't you? Yeah, it's been a couple weeks now, but yes, relatively new. Yeah. Um, not really sure how I feel about your program yet. I'm interested enough to at least call. I, I'm i kind of hearing what sounds like, oh, I, I told your screener, shallow, pseudo-intellectual blather, because, I mean, you're talking about stuff we all know, kind of. What can we do, though, to actually fix our country without just, you know, getting overly lofty up into the ether and talking about, you know, philosophical crapola? I mean, can you Obama, give me an example? Obama scares Could, the hell out of me, for instance. What, what, like what scares rights. you? What scares you? Obama scares the hell out of me. Yeah, Obama scares me, too. Um, I see him as like a a dull, stupid, big child walking around with sharp objects in his hand. Well, he's, McCain's scary, he's, he's, too. He's Jimmy Carter with nice teeth and darker skin. McCain reminds me of I a madman. And I, I agree. McCain, too. I've heard about his famously bad temper. And the fact that he blows in the wind, whichever way the wind is blowing, he's going to go. If he well, wants the fame in the media. Do you so, want to handle you know, this, Mark? I, I've got it. Um, the, as far as intellectual blather goes, you know, I'm, I'm not just intellectual. I'm crazy. I moved to New Hampshire for the Free State Project because I believe so firmly that on, the only thing that's going to save this nation is liberty. The liberty of the, the, the people of this nation to be able to live their lives in the way they want and not be forced to do things against their will. So we put the road my, to the road. Yeah, my, my advice to you: pick up, leave socialist Florida, and move to New Hampshire for the Free well, State that's Project. That's if, if you love liberty. if you love liberty, and you have to understand that in order to love liberty, you said, you how do to... you save the country? Okay, well, I don't know if the, I don't know what that means. I mean, if you love freedom and liberty, and that means that you would allow others to have the the liberty that you want for yourself, in that if you want total freedom, as I do, you have to allow your neighbors to have total freedom. In which case, and I'm, I'm not talking about to hurt people, but total freedom to choose for themselves how to live their lives, then in which case, yeah, I would welcome you here. But if you're somebody who wants to control the lives of others, if you're someone who believes you know best how others should live, then I certainly don't want you coming to New Hampshire. So I wanted to qualify that invitation. No, I, I don't want to control anybody. I just want to be left the hell alone. Well, basically. you sound like my kind of guy then. And um, let, me, let me bounce something off of you. Right. I mean, I guess since we're already up in the ether anyway, 
Mine, Where's the ether? Has any of us dropped ether, a ten cent word? Intellectual crapola that floats up high. I don't know. I, okay. Anyhow, anyhow, my contention is that this, that television around the 1950s, with the advent of television, that that is what's destroying American culture. Hmm. You stop and think about it. The really weird things, the axe murderers, the 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 the, the, the sickness, the weirdness. The stuff that's unraveling American society and family. I'm not saying that too much religion is good either. It just seems to me that right around the time of the late 50s and early 60s, when every home had at least one TV, that's when you started noticing a real sea change in American culture, and it kind of going down the crapper. Well, it's an interesting observation. Are you totally wrong, or do you see that, too? I, I think it's an interesting observation. I think television is a factor in that it is sort of the idiot box, so to speak, and that many Americans, they do spend their day uh, working at whatever job, and then they come home, and they kick back in front of the TV and you know proceed to flip through channels for four hours. I mean, the average amount of time that the average American watches television in a week's time is, is pretty pretty stunning and so i agree that uh you know taking a television out of a home with a family especially could really be beneficial uh to the kids in that particular case i have a television set in my house but i don't have it hooked up to cable or satellite or anything like that it's only used when i want to for instance maybe schedule a time to watch a movie with my girlfriend or something like that but for those people that are sort of zombified on television i can certainly agree with uh with where you're coming from in that i i could i shouldn't i would not chalk it up as the you know the sole problem that america America is facing. I think, if anything, it's uh, you know the big problem that we face is the government people and this idea that uh, men and women can somehow have this magical concept of authority over other people's lives. I think that's the biggest problem, and I think the television goes a long way to helping uh, promote that problem because the people that are on TV, for the most part, the journalists and those people have been educated in government schools, so they've they've come to the belief that government is good and government is necessary and government is beneficial. The people and so they writing pass the show. The, the people writing the shows and the movies. Uh, they worship it, the police. It seems, well, they, they not only worship the police, but they seem to be socialist, li- socialist liberals sure. as far as I can tell. So it's essentially, you know, the gover- the uh, the television for the most part has become a tool for indoctrination. That doesn't mean it can't be a tool for positive uh, indoctrination, like as far as helping people understand liberty. I could I can point out some great examples of uh, great programming there. John Stossel on ABC News has some fantastic pro-liberty programming. Penn and Teller's mm-hmm. BS is back on the air on Showtime. Highly recommend that. Um, in fact, uh, season six just started a couple days ago. Their first episode was the War on Porn episode, which was fantastic. It's one of the most, I would say, Penn and Teller's BS and John Stossel are some of the most useful television shows in the history of television broadcasting. So to just paint it all with that same brush is not fair, but I do see where you're coming from. You find it troubling that almost all fictional stories, biblical accounts, uh, science fiction stories that talk about a fascist future only comes to an end with the complete destruction of society and that it has to be rebuilt back up from the rubble. Do you see society ever fixing itself? Or must it be completely destroyed and then rebuilt from bricks? I think we can. I think we can uh, fix ourselves. I mean, for lack of a better term, I would like to. I would like to see people come to the understanding that voluntary interaction is the way to go, as opposed to this coercive, authoritarian model of, of government that we have. And I think that we can do that, and we see evidence of it every night with this show, or at least once a week, where someone calls in and says, "Hey, I was a socialist at one time, and then I started listening to your show, and you know, three weeks later, I've." I've converted into somebody that loves liberty and freedom. 
So certainly people can change. It's just that they have to be exposed to the right ideas. And shows like Free Talk Live and John Stossel and Penn and Teller are shows that can help that process of change happen. And I want to thank you for your call tonight, Tom. 800-259-9231. We have to get the ideas of liberty out there into the public for discussion. And I'm talking about radical liberty. I'm talking about secession. I'm talking about voluntarism. Things, not just rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic ideas like vouchers or whatever it is that we were talking about earlier. Real radical change as far as advancing mankind. Not going back to the beginning, not starting over with some new set of rulers or authoritarian leaders. Nobody's interested in that. No, I'm not. One eight, the, the authoritarians are, I can tell you that. Yeah, well, different authoritarians. Right. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. All terms used to describe Dan Carlin earlier in his career. The Angry Young Wolf. You deny others their freedom and they're going to deny you yours. Mussolini on the veranda. I'm a longtime proponent, ladies and gentlemen, that fighting wars should be a pain in the ass. A big windbag who just likes to hear himself talk. Let's hook that area on American culture and give those fanatics something to really deal with. You think you're tough? Take on Britney Spears. You think you're tough? Take on MTV. It's Common Sense with Dan Carlin. Get the MP3 or podcast at iTunes or go to dancarlin.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number. Dial in at 1-800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, including the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who have taken the time to send us their validated photo, prove they listen to the show, just go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what that's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. You like Free Talk Live? Want to help support the show? Then shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is you're buying, you can even buy used items. Need to save a little bit of money? That's always a good way to go. Grab some used items, put them in your shopping cart, check out, and Free Talk Live gets a cut. Now, do understand, you won't see it anywhere on your receipt or your invoice. It won't say, Free Talk Live got this amount. Uh, that's because they don't calculate that until the end of the month, how much, what the percentages we get. We get more based on how many people buy things, that sort of thing. So just as long as you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, you can be certain that a percentage of your sale will go to Free Talk Live. Again, that's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Back to your calls. We go to a different Tom, also in Florida, but this one's listening to WFTL in Fort Lauderdale. Hello, Tom. You're on Free Talk Hello. Live. Thank you for taking my call. Welcome, sir. What's on your mind? Well, I'd like to talk about two things. Um, and I don't know... Um, <laughs> I live in South Florida. I live in the Fort Lauderdale area, and you guys come in here only one day a week. That's correct. And my experience living down here is this place is like a wasteland as far as, you know, people understanding what's going on with the country and about anything. You want to talk about the Constitution or the, the condition that we're in. And I'm wondering if I could use this opportunity to... Uh, you're both familiar with Aaron Russo's From Freedom to Fascism? Yeah, we actually, we've, we've interviewed Aaron. Unfortunately, he passed away, uh, I think, sometime last year. 
but yes, we do. Uh, we are very well aware from freedom to fascism. Very, it's actually freedom to fascism. Oh, excuse me, freedom America, to fascism. Freedom to fascism. Uh, so a uh, very entertaining film, and if people have not seen it, uh, it goes into some interesting areas, specifically about the in- income tax as well as the Federal Reserve, and it is available for free online. So if you go to Google Video, for instance, and search freedom to fascism, certainly you will find it there and watch it. You can watch it for free. Yes, thank you very much, because I would like people down here to know about that, because I, I, I the second thing I was going to talk about is I was speaking with a friend who um, I who was very, very well-informed, relatively well-informed, and we were talking, and I was surprised that he had never seen Freedom to Fascism, which is, I just about fell over. Um, well, it's not like it had a really big distribution label attached to it no, or anything it like that. Yeah. Well, anyhow, so we were talking about that, and that's why I thought it'd be nice if we could get it out down here on the one day that you're down here uh, in Florida. Well, there you go. Anything else on your mind? The other thing was that, you know, he has a lot of liberal friends, and we talk, and I was saying, gee, you know, how can you convince them, you know, (laughs) explain things to them, you know? And I was saying to him, I said, you know, these these are college-educated people. We know very well-spoken. They all think they know, you know, what's going on. And I said, I'll bet if you, you know, when you're talking with them and you say to them, uh, do you know... Do you, you know? Do you live in a democracy? And I'll bet you ten. I'll bet you money that ten out of ten will say, "Oh, of course." At which point you will have to explain to them that, well, no, we don't live in a democracy. We live in a constitutional republic. Do you know the difference? And I'll bet they wouldn't be able to explain that to you either. It and seems I, I, a little you know, confrontational. You know, I, I think you're right, and I th- but you're right. I, yeah, you're right that they don't know the, the difference between a republic and a uh, democracy. But the problem is, is that they're not particularly well-defined uh, words either. Both of them, um, one in Latin and one in Greek, mean by the people essentially. And so I, and, well, and that's really a great argument for a Republican to correct them on you know the difference between a democracy well, and a Republican. However, I think for liberals, a really great thing you can do is show them the gun, is what we call it, and that means for every really great idea they have you know uh, whether it's healthcare it's, right healthcare for the for the, all the poor people or or t- right. taking care of the downtrodden in Darfur or whatever it is show them the gun that, <laughs> that that takes the money away from people to pay for this say look if i don't feel like paying for, uh, you know paying for poor people maybe i'm i don't like poor people maybe i'm a you know an, an autocrat and i just dislike poor people what if i want to pay for my own healthcare are you going to put me in prison because I don't want to pay? If if I decide to defend myself, which every man and you know every man has the right to defend myself against this gang of goons that you're calling the government that you're going to send after me to collect my money to take care of the poor people, are you going to shoot me? Now, oh no no no! How many people are you willing to kill in order to feed the poor? So show them the gun, because they'll see it. it. They won't see it right away. They'll have a debate with you or whatever. But show them, because liberals don't like violence. They hate violence. Republicans, on the other hand, they love their bureaucrats armed to the teeth. They like the cops. They like the military. They, you know, uh, the, the, you know that's, that's their thing. But, I've actually found, Mark, that it's easier to bring a uh, so-called liberal over to the ideas of liberty than it is one of the law and order type conservatives. And it's because of what you just said. Well, however, I am coming from the, the law and order conservative type background. That's, sure. That was me. That's where I came from as well. I'm not saying that it can't be done. I'm just saying, in my experience, it's been a little bit easier. And the reason is because it's so easy to show somebody who uh, who purportedly cares about others how it is that the government programs that they support 
unquestioningly are actually hurting the people that they intended to to help. So if what you really want to do is to help the downtrodden, don't turn to the government to do it. If what you want to do is get people good health care, don't turn to the government. And you can show them issue by issue uh, where it is that the government actually makes these problems worse, and then that will really give them something uh, something to chew on. Of course, no one can be converted in an overnight setting, so you have to understand that you need to just plant a few seeds and then let them stew on it for a while before another conversation comes up into the future. And if I might, since you recommended uh, Freedom to Fascism, which is a great film, I'd like to recommend a book since we're talking about bringing liberals on board with the ideas of liberty. I have to highly recommend Dr. Mary Ruart's Healing Our World. It is fantastic. She takes almost every single issue from the perspective of honoring our neighbor's choices and shows how we can actually help people better with a free marketplace instead of government coercion. Your thoughts, sir? Um, well, we were, again, speaking of this difference between democracy and the constitutional republic, you know, you say show them the gun. Well, my friend said, yeah, well, he said, uh, yeah, that, that democracy is a lynch mob. You said, that's what I tell my Sure friends. is, sure is. I said, hey, I got a better one than that. I said, democracy, pure democracy, is gang rape. You got seven guys and one girl. They want to have sex and she doesn't. Now, they all take a vote. Not only do they get to rape her, if she refuses, they can literally say to her under pure democracy, hey, you just broke the law. You yeah. went against the wishes of the majority, and now you're a criminal. But, however, I'd like to point out that a republic isn't really that much better in that if the representatives go to D.C. and decide that they want to legalize rape, that doesn't make it right either. They've already legalized stealing for yeah, them. That much is true. Tom, they thank you. Yeah, uh, hmm? Go ahead, if you're still there. That would be a true crime. That would be, a, that would be damages. That would be inflicting you know, pain and emotional. I mean, you couldn't really do that. What's that? What couldn't you really do? I'm sorry. Under a constitutional republic, you really can't break, you can't actually commit crimes against, you can't have laws that are crimes. Oh, you, you can't? What the about the Indians? What? What about the blacks, um, the slaves? What about the Indians? What about the Japanese Americans? What about the Iraqis? For what God about God's the FLDS? Yeah, but, yeah, but that does happen, but I'm just saying that it, it's a... It's, it's a it's, well, if it does happen, you can't say it can't happen. Who's held responsible? The problem with a con our constitutional uh, republic is that we don't hold our bureaucrats accountable. I can't no, no, sue you. All the laws. It, no, I, I'm not saying that we can't, we can't pass a law that legalizes murder. I mean, the closest thing we come to that is declaring war in another country. Oh, yeah, you can. You, you just give them a badge, and, and it's fine. Oh, they well. can murder whomever they wish. <laughs> it's well, so true. true, yeah. But again, yeah. they're operating outside the, really the law. But not, it is not really. I mean, the law, the law comes out and protects. The them. law backs them their, up. Their police chiefs will come out, wham, right there, yeah, and the thin blue line perfect. will close in around, and those cops will be protected. We've seen it over and over again where cops clearly breaking the law well, are just, protected by the very same system that is supposed to be going after them. Yeah, but they're not really police because they're corporate, they're corporate employees. They're not even connected to the state. Well, they call them police, and everyone no, believes they're, they're police. No, so they're stealing my taxes they're, to pay those guys. They can come and take all your crap, and there's nothing you can do about it because they are the gang with uh, no, so-called legitimacy. No, they are. No, they're thugs. Yeah. Hey, Tom, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. We'll check in with uh, Gene, the Christian anarchist, and take your calls as well about whatever it is that is on your mind. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever you want.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231, the live Saturday edition of the program. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free. So enjoy those on us. And if you uh, like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at the Free Talk Live store. That's store.freetalklive.com to get you there with great uh, Free Talk Live branded merchandise like T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and more. Store.freetalklive.com. If you're remodeling your kitchen right now or building a new house like I am, you could uh, go to innerknobs.com and you can get the wholesale prices on knobs and pulls and faucets and sinks and all kinds of uh, things that you need for, you know, making the house look better. Internobs.com. You can use, use code FTL to save 10 bucks off your order. That's internobs.com. I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S. Continuing with your phone calls about anything, we talked to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Gene. Hello, guys. Hey, hey one of these Saturdays, I'd like to introduce your uh, Saturday audience to Christian Anarchy, but for right now, I'll just tell them they can go to Google and type in Christian Anarchy and read what they get. Okay. But right now, I want to give you some pointers on how to motor around the world or around the country with less money, because uh, I've been involved, I've, I've had cars now for 35 years or so. Uh, it helps. Number one, if you're able to work on your cards. But it's not a requirement that you can work on your car to save money. But definitely you want to buy an older car. You never want to buy a new car because the taxes are higher, the uh, the insurance is higher, the license fees are higher. So sure, and you lose, you lose thousands of dollars just by driving it off the lot. That's right. But, I mean, even if you buy a car that's a year or two old, you're going to pay a lot of money for insurance and for the license fees. I just renewed the license on my pickup truck, and I think you've even seen a picture of it on my blog site, which uh, had the Ron Paul signs on it. Mm-hmm. And it still does, by the way. But um, it's a pretty decent-looking truck, but it's a 94. It's 14 years old. Yeah, Julia uh, and I drive around a uh, 1998 uh, Subaru, and, you know, the air conditioning's broken, so I think she wants to upgrade. In New Hampshire, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, well, it does for a couple (laughs) weeks, but, but yeah, I love the idea of buying older vehicles and running them into the ground. That's how I've always kind of done things. But, hey, I'd like to thank the people that buy new cars, because if it weren't for them, then there wouldn't be used cars to buy. Right, but if you're trying to get by on less money, like a lot of people are, sure. Number one, you would. Uh, I hope you can sell your your car if it's too new. But it, you know that's kind of hard because most people are upside down. But for people who haven't yet uh, made a purchase or they're about to go out and make a purchase, you really want to look for an older car, one that's got very low, you know, low mileage, or the year of the car, something that's in good shape. Yeah. You want to buy something that's all tore up inside. You want to look under the hood, make sure that. Wires are all in the right place. Well, I I'm, like I am been... someone who does not know a damn thing about cars. So if you're going to buy a used car, take it to a shop, okay. take it to a trustworthy, uh, you know, auto repair place, and have them check it out before you buy it. Because I have made a mistake on that one in the past. I can tell you, Gene. Thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Any ways to to save a little bit of money, especially when the economy's a, l- a little tight, always a good idea. You know, um, right now. It, it, what we've been doing at my house is consolidating trips. It's a seven-mile drive into town um, from where I live, and you know, I, I I used to just go wherever I felt, whenever I felt, and now we try to limit ourselves to two trips to town a day. Um, you know, one for me obviously to go to work, and the other one for whatever we might need. 
Makes sense. Let's continue with Corey in Tampa listening on WFLA. Hello, Corey. Howdy. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I uh, have a little of a bone to pick with some of these uh, free marketing uh, uh, Republicans that hmm. want a smaller government and want to privatize the functions of government. Okay. Uh, Florida's a beautiful state that has done that. We've privatized the FCAT function, and so they're using unqualified people, uh, underpaid unqualified people to score the test. Uh, We privatized the prison system with uh, Florida Pride. Yeah, let me stop. Let me stop you there. Wait, wait, you're you're mistaken on Florida Pride as a uh, inmate industry. Um, You know, they they work there. The the prison isn't is not privatized. They do have private prisons in Florida run by Wack and Hut, and uh, I think the. Right. But there's only a few. I, there, there are 80 uh, state-run prisons in Florida, and, and it's. I, I know. It, I used to work in the big one. It's an industry uh, in and of itself. But what gets me is here they want to privatize things, but they want government money to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, they privatized uh, uh, some of the. Children, family services. Well, the, re- the Republicans uh, that you're talking about, they're uh, they're really confused, and I, I I understand where you're coming from on this, and I I I agree. the The term privatization is exactly it describes exactly what you're talking about. It is not what I was suggesting earlier. I was suggesting marketizing things. That is turning 100% of everything the government does over to the free marketplace. That's not any sort of, it doesn't involve any sort of coercion, it doesn't involve taxation, it doesn't involve bureaucracy at all. But what you are talking about is typically what is described as privatization, which is where the people in power, they grant a, you know, exclusive contract to one of their buddies in industry, and they give them, you know, a 99-year lease or whatever to operate the school or to operate, the you know, that part of the prison or whatever it is. And it just ends up being a good old boys deal where, you know, the politicians scratch the backs of their friends in industry. So that's not, uh, that's not real marketization. It's not real freedom. It's not the free market. It's just another restructuring of government, and I am completely opposed to it well i i am and i'm unfortunately the republicans and particularly in florida are good at doing that they say oh we and we're gonna downsize the government they aren't downsizing the government as long as they uh cost more money uh government money my money to pay for people and then they're paying underpaying the people they're unqualified to do the job I remember when I lived in Florida, my taxes were certainly not going down. So certainly the government was not being downsized. There's no doubt about that. No, it's not. Uh, Although they privatize it, and the big wigs and the company running the programs are making big money, and they're paying unqualified people to do the job. Who really believes... They're They're taking away from government employees who have to meet certain qualifications. Well, well I'm not going to shed any tears over the government employees. The government employees are taking it from the taxpayers. So, yeah. I mean, it's one big incestuous uh, lynch mob. Yeah. Uh, uh, s- I'm a government employee or quasi. I'm well, postal. You, well, just, we don't get any government money. Everything we get comes from the spam. Right, uh, the the, the post sell. office. Well, except except the, that the the post office manages to get its buildings built for free, um, and it uh, works. No, it does not. And it works, and its land is rent free. That is true. No, it is not. Oh, really? And, and its pension is handled. Oh, really? And its yeah, pension and its pension check. fund is handled by the federal government instead of by the post office. Yeah, it's uh, not truly no, private. It is not. <laughs> You're no, mistaken. It is not. I've looked at this. Uh, the, the older one, it, that changed back about 24 years ago, where it is not done by the government. The, that changed 
about 22, 23 years ago before I came on board. All right, let, let's give you that one, okay, because you're the Postal Service employee, and certainly, Mark, you claim you've researched it, but he works there, so I'm going to give him the, that one, okay? Well, we're going to give that uh, one to I'm you, but sorry, how about this? I'm to research it. Fine, fine. How about this? We've, we have researched one aspect that we, can know, we know for sure about the Postal Service, and you, as a Postal Service, or the Postal Service, has a monopoly on first-class mail. Do, do, do you agree with that? Uh, yes, I do. That's right, because you are protected private, by government law. People want to take off the major cities, and people that don't live in the major cities can go fly hike, but because uh, uh, you know it's not profitable to do that. We have to make uh, the rounds. How do you know it's not profitable? How do you know it's not profitable? We wouldn't know it was profitable or not because the post office has a monopoly. Right. The post office, by government fiat, has has basically a total control over all mail and packages that are under a dollar. And so if I wanted to go and deliver a letter to somebody for 50 cents, I could not do it. I would be committing a federal crime as a result of that. So we don't know if there's money in it because no one has ever been legally allowed to try. When Lysander Spooner tried it in the late 1800s, they cracked down hard on him. And so that's one of the reasons why your uh, your postal service is certainly not 100% private. And, and in why the in the world should it cost the same to send a letter across town as it does to send it to Nome, Alaska? Do you have an answer for that? Uh, I have an answer for that because, uh, again, that's averaging out the, the cost in order to, because we are forced by mandate, by law, to deliver it to Nome, Alaska, to deliver it to rural areas, to deliver it to areas where there's only a few people. You well, know, that'd be that's, fine, Mark. It sounds, that, like, it sounds like communism well, to now, me. Now, if there Everybody was a business, you'd have it, to pay the it, same. Uh, well, now, wait a minute, Mark. There are businesses that have loss leaders where they advertise a product for very, very cheap. They're actually losing a little bit of money on it in order to get you in their doors to buy more expensive items. So if a business wanted to run itself that way, that'd be fine as long as there was the freedom to compete, as long as there was the freedom to someone else to start up a competing organization that charged rates based on distance or however they wanted to charge rates. But right now, we don't have that freedom in this country. Thank you for the call tonight. Certainly appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Competition in first-class mail would be fantastic. Too bad it's outlawed. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Provider and licensing details are available. If this is your paycheck and this is your debt, what are your options? File bankruptcy and tread water the next seven years? Or make a call for Care One Credit Counseling Services and start getting out of debt today. A Care One Credit Counseling Agency can help you get immediate relief from stress caused by debt. And you'll have one lower monthly payment instead of the pile you have right now. Call a Care One agent today and you can start saving hundreds of dollars in fees and interest payments. Care One agencies have helped over 4 million people get out of debt and they can help you too. Call 800-952-9224, 800-952-9224, and find out how you can lower your monthly payments up to 57%. One 15-minute phone call can change your life. Call 800-952-9224, 800-952-9224.
This is Free Talk Live. It's your program. You can take control, bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We continue with your calls about what you want. And we go to Vince on the line in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Hello, Vince. Hello, Mark and Ian. How are you doing this evening? Just Good great, sir. Vince. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, just suffering along in these, uh... You know, I was going to ask you, because uh, my, uh, my brother lives out in uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Okay. Oh, where all the flooding's going on. Yeah, they, he was talking about, you know, the police were out. You know, and they weren't letting people back in their homes. No, we covered this, uh, yeah, I think yeah. it was yesterday on the program, where the not only not letting people back in their homes, if you try to cross one of the police checkpoints, they will pull guns on you. They they pulled the guns on a guy, pointed them at his head, and pulled him out of the window of his truck because he wanted to go back to his own house. Yeah, he said that, he said this, that's ridiculous, you know, what's going on is ridiculous, because he said... Well, it is ridiculous, but you can expect that we're going to see more of it in the future as uh, as more natural disasters occur. It gives these government people a, an excuse to go in and enact a total police a lockdown on certain areas. I mean, we saw it happen after Katrina a couple of years ago, where the government goons went door to door confiscating people's firearms. Now, from what I understand, that has yet to happen in Cedar Rapids, but that might just be because we haven't heard about it yet. Uh, and we do know that in Cedar uh, Cedar Rapids, that they are breaking into people's homes as well on the flimsiest of pretenses, claiming they need to oh, yeah. check for structural integrity. And breaking down doors. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. I, the video footage is on YouTube. You can see these so-called government strike teams using the some sort of crowbar-like device to uh, to literally break into people's homes. They, they're so brazen, Vince. They'll do it in front of a video camera. Oh yeah, look at the air pump that breaks the lock right in. Yep. Vince, thanks for your call tonight. I do appreciate you bringing that up. 800-259-9231. Of course, we'll keep our eyes open as uh, that situation continues to develop. I understand that. I think I heard a news report today saying the waters were receding today, but that just means it's time for the government to be able to come in and start setting up bread lines and stuff like that. Julia, my girlfriend at one time in uh, Florida after a hurricane, she had to stand in, in line all day at some government line to try to get water for herself. And you know why that is? It's because the government people won't allow anybody else in to help out. They won't let Walmart bring in the trucks full of water. They won't let Winn-Dixie Food Stores, a southeastern food chain, they won't let them bring in the water and the ice. Oh, we've got this under control. We're the government. Stay away, you privateers. It's happened more than once. It sure has. And uh, people, as a result, are inconvenienced. And they're lucky if they don't die. Some people died after Katrina because of the government's lack of ability to respond uh, correctly. Of course, FEMA says it's got it all under control. Now, they say we're not the FEMA of 2005. In fact, I've got a FEMA-related story. If we have a chance, we will get to it tonight. Otherwise, we'll uh, probably get to it sometime this week. But we've got to continue with your calls. That's what the show is about. We go to Nick in Illinois on the Amp Line. Hello, Nick. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, a couple uh, uh, calls back. Uh, there was a guy talking about... Um the constitutional republic, the limited republic, and this is a problem that I have with a lot of the uh, minarchist types. Um, they they tend to believe that the United States government has at one point been this great holy mecca of libertarianism, when 
the truth couldn't be any farther from that. Um, no doubt. In 1787, I mean, they started killing off the uh, Native Americans. This is the single most efficient killing machine in the entire world in history. They were totally they not were, honoring their the neighbors' choices at all. Go ahead. Uh, well, they were, and they were the. I mean, this is the closest that, almost. I mean, pretty close to the closest that anyone has ever gotten to committing actual genocide. And for some reason, the limited constitutional republic is good. Yeah, you know, it's just a fantasy. I, I do understand where they're coming from because there's different points in our history when, you know, the average white guy could see, you know, smaller government and, you know, lower taxes and, and therefore, you know, a freer life. But what they're failing to look at is that their neighbor who has perhaps more melanin in their skin or cockatin or whatever, um, you know, they, they didn't have it so good and they don't look back on history as a, you know, a particularly good place for freedom and liberty. So, you know, yeah, it's it's difficult yeah, to it's, Well, it's it's great when your kind is in power. Oh, it's it's fantastic when your kind is in power. But uh when when it's somebody else, when just just for example, it doesn't even have to do with skin color. Catholics. When Catholics first came here, that's when they started public schooling. Why? Because Catholics were very successful in parochial schooling. Right. The, the, the Catholics would educate the uh, Protestant kids for free yeah. as part of their mission. So therefore, the uh, you know the Protestants in power said, "Whoa, we can't, can't have this. Cannot have that. We will start to steal from people in order to pay for our schools." And the Catholics weren't doing it. And and it tends to be to me at least. Um, I. I notice that most of the people who tend to advocate the limited republic do come from that white Protestant male background. I, I myself came from, uh, uh, my, my parents are Italian immigrants. I, am, uh, I was born Catholic, raised Catholic. I saw mostly how even today the United States has a very large anti-Catholic sentiment as well as, well as an anti-black sentiment as well as an anti-female sentiment. Uh, sentiment, and a lot of it has changed, but then again, a lot of it hasn't. And to say that the United States has ever been this beacon of freedom, I, I think, is kind of a joke. Yeah, I think you're right on that, and I want to thank you for your call tonight, Nick. We appreciate hearing yep. from you. 800-259-9231. I don't know if it's as much of a joke as it is a fantasy. It's uh, it's a you know a, f- a pie-in-the-sky fantasy that these, uh, as he's pointing out, white male conservatives have about the past. And, yeah, it may be true that they were more free a hundred or so years ago. Well, the white male conservatives were. Yeah, yeah. but the other people, not, not so much. Right. Not so much. Let's continue with your calls about what you want, which is, which is why we advocate freedom for everybody. Wherever, wherever they were born, whatever color their skin. That's the skin, only kind of freedom there is. Yep, whatever color their eyes, as long as you, again, honoring your neighbor's choices are what, that's what it's all about. If your neighbor chooses something you disagree with, get over it and focus on your own life. Instead of trying to constantly pass new laws and use force on your neighbors because they're doing things you don't like. If your idea is so great, it shouldn't be any problem to convince people. So true. Let's continue with Dave in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, Dave. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I think the Republicans deserve Obama for what they did to this country for the past eight years, and I want to see them squirm while Obama messes up whatever they did. Well, 
You know, I, I, was, I just I just love it. I just love listening to these Republicans squirming. Then the Democrats, man, they're they're just as bad as sure the Republicans. They are. I, it, it yeah, don't matter who's the president. He's gonna, but so, the Republicans are so indefensible. I mean, at least the Democrats you turn, you can give them credit, Dave. At least the Democrats for being honest about wanting more government. The Republicans right. got elected on promises to reduce the size of, of government, and they the didn't do it at all. Are criminals that just as bad as as, as any criminal because they. What they did to this country in the past eight years, no Democrat could do in 16. Well, the Republican voters were fools. They a bunch of nationalistic, pig, bastard, fascist. Well, uh, it didn't all happen in eight years, Dave. Let's like be fair. Nazis, Dave, man. let's be fair. It didn't happen in eight years. The nationalism has been on the rise in this country for decades. Of course, but it... it it like took off in the past. Oh, eight okay, years. matter of fact, I can grant you that, and you are right on your one one to to pull all this uh, taking away our our rights. But crap, you are you, correct, Dave, now, when you, you stated know, you know what the Republicans get put in the power to take the rights away. Then the Democrats get put in the power to be the club against the people. Who were the ones to hurt the people of the United States? Democrats. Oh, they all hurt people. You Dave. know, like way you know go and. And, and, and stuff like that. It was well. What about FLDS? Except I mean, for uh, Nixon, he sent in uh, guys to shoot students at Ohio. You can't Ohio categorize State. it. You, you can't categorize it. You can find some Republicans that were nicer than some Democrats, and some Democrats that were nicer than some Republicans. But all in all, they're all a bunch I'd of like gangsters. Dave, call us, call us Monday. We're out of time, my friend. But thank you. 800-259-9231. At least out of time for your call. We've got more time for yours. If you make the calls at 800-259-9231, this is your show. It is Free Talk Live. What happens if you leave your door open at night? We'll tell you what happened with some cops here in a little bit. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. Bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free. And if you uh, are enjoying those features, well... Keep enjoying them because we're not going to charge that. We're not going to charge you for them like those other talk show hosts do. Uh, we include the bulletin board system, the archives, the wiki, the updates, the live streams. We give it all away at freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Well, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL's employees are trained to resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI as we go to your calls about what you want. Jonathan in Chicago, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jonathan. Hi, Mark. Ian. Hey. Hey. What's on your mind tonight? Okay. Um, I'm a Republican bordering on a Libertarian. Okay. Um, my question is concerning the non-monopoly use of force, specifically the privatization of police. Okay, good, good. What do you got? Go ahead. Okay. Here's the example that I have. Two neighborhoods, A and B, each elect to have a private police force to represent them, but from different firms. Private neighborhood A puts more emphasis, more money, and more a scrutiny in their own private police force. A uh, person neighborhood A gets in a dispute with person neighborhood B. Say A go, person A goes and steals a TV from person in neighborhood B. Both private police firms come to investigate and the facts are indiscern- indiscernible. However, people in neighborhood A have higher expectations and they put pressure, more pressure on their police 
to apply justice, their justice. Neighborhood D police, not as highly paid, not as highly motivated, and the fact that their jobs are not on the line like neighborhood A, do not represent their customers as well. What are, the, what are the results? The incentives are that police uh, force A will now apply their justice to represent their people better. So doesn't this scenario invite corruption? No. Uh, and the reason why it doesn't is because neighborhood B is at all times free to hire whatever police department they want to. So if they aren't satisfied with uh, with their police department, they could bring on police department A or they could start their own competing police department. And the reason why corruption is... And the individuals in those neighborhoods would, would also be able to uh, hire whatever protection services they need. That is correct, unless they're under some sort of deed restriction, uh, deed restricted agreement. But, but also the reason why corruption wouldn't be present in the way that it is today in the government monopoly uh, police systems is... Because of competition, because the police to, or the, uh, the the protection organizations you're talking about would have to be honorable. They would have to be honest. They would have to be, uh, you know, they'd have to do real good job in order to satisfy their customers to keep them on board the next year or the next payment period. And so, if it turns out that the, that you're dealing with a, a corrupt police force of uh, bad, sadistic men, then you should stop sending them checks. Because in the free market world, you don't have an obligation to continue using one service over another unless you've contracted for a you know a long period of time and there's somehow no way out uh the the free marketplace would allow all kinds of competition and service to be available and in addition even if the evidence weren't really substantial you use the television being stolen as an example i think you'd also you need to factor in some other things here it's not just protection services that the marketplace would offer first of all we can't predict everything the marketplace would offer but certainly justice would be available in the marketplace which means third-party arbitrators probably separate from the police departments, uh, so they would come into the picture, as well as insurance companies. So if you had purchased insurance against theft, then the insurance company would uh, would make you whole upon a loss, and then by right of subrogation, it would be the insurance companies that would be going after the uh, the criminals, whoever they were. So you know, it's it's really it's really hard to just kind of create this little scenario and say, well, that's how things would be, because we don't exactly know how things would be, but we know that with the free marketplace, you always have the choice to choose another uh, another operation. Now, this is advanced libertarianism. This is right. way yeah. out there in the ether, as opposed to, you know, the, 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 the solid facts. Now you're using the ether terms, <laughs> like the earlier caller. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is out in fantasy land. Way yeah, out in it'll, fantasy it'll land. It'll never happen, but... As, well, maybe it well, will, maybe, maybe well, it will. I don't have any ideas, but what I can tell you is that a great deal of respect and honor would be returned to the police force if they would just stop the war on drugs. If um, you know, right. if we would allow people to do what it, what it is that they feel like doing without hurting anyone, if they do hurt someone, they should darn sure be held accountable and highly accountable. None of this crap where they uh, you know, manage to, to, to get out of things. And the only way you can hold them accountable for real is to have a marketplace in protection where customers okay, what, are free to go to, somewhere what, else. What if it's a neighborhood A, though, puts a lot of emphasis, a lot of money? They have way too many police. They have 50 police for the, you know, the one-street neighborhood that they have. Wouldn't this, wouldn't they be better represented against any other neighborhood? What well, better represented. Were, that police were department really isn't going to grow um, because, well, people aren't going to use it if they, if they manage to use their force uh, on other people. So, yeah, maybe they could really well represent neighborhood A, but they're never going to grow, which, which is what businesses want, generally, and therefore the other police forces are going to get bigger, and the insurance companies are going to be against this police force because they're not, be, they're, they're not uh, administering justice in a fair manner. 
Okay, that's interesting. Thank you. Thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. It is a fascinating topic, and I think really one that gets the gears going, because nobody talks about these things. I mean, this is a, a private policing or, or protection services. I mean, this is unheard of. People don't discuss these things. They don't even consider it an issue, but it so totally is an issue, because I, I share his concerns. I don't want corrupt police. Who does? Who wants corrupt police? I do know one thing for sure. We have corrupt police today. Today, we have corrupt, sadistic police. We not have every police... cop, certainly, by any I'm stretch not of saying the we, I'm not saying all cops. I'm saying we have corrupt police. They are out there. Many of them are in positions of power and administrative uh, roles in these police departments. Many you... of the police know this, and there's just nothing they can do about it. Well, you know, and many of them know it, and that's why they become police, so they can be sadistic, and they can be corrupt, and they can make all kinds of money selling drugs and doing stuff like that and what hurting happens, people. What happens if the sheriff in your town is the biggest drug dealer. Not, not down your town, in Florida. Not, not in your county. Um, you know, in your county. What, yep. what happens if the sheriff... I can tell you what happens. ...the biggest drug dealer you in town. You want me to tell you what happens when that happens? Because uh, I experienced that down in Florida. I'm not going to name which county you it was. Better but, not. <laughs> but uh, the listeners in WFLA, you're close. You're real close. I mean, there's at least one sheriff we know about. Who knows? It could be a bunch of sheriffs. But anyway, the, um, the sheriff in question controls a port... And essentially, as I understand it, this is what I understand from people who know, okay? That's all the best I can do for you is just say people that know. Anyway, he controls the port and therefore controls what comes in and what goes out as far as drug shipments are concerned. So he's got the bulk you know, supplies that are coming in for, him, for himself and his approved dealers because he's not on, on the streets selling it himself. He just does the bulk deals and then you know, lets the, the soldiers, if you will, take care of it. But you have to be an approved dealer, basically, to deal in his county. And how do you become an approved dealer? I don't know. You've got to know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. I'm not sure exactly what goes on behind the scenes in order to make sure that happens. But if you aren't an approved dealer, then there's a real good chance you're going to be targeted and taken out. So essentially, he has the ability to wipe out whatever competing dealers he wants to because he's the law and have uh, total freedom to distribute whatever drugs he wants in the, the ways that he wants. He's the highest law enforcement, uh, law enforcement officer in the county, so who's going to challenge him on it? Sure, the FBI could get involved, but now we're talking about really high-level politics and who knows who's paying who off and what's going on up at those upper levels. Anyway, 800-259-9231. The fact is the cops are corrupt today. The marketplace can only make that problem go away. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything. The live Saturday edition toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's in here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, so enjoy those, including the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with over 350,000 posts. Lots of people talking about different things, from fun stuff to serious issues. You'll find it all, and it's all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs. .freetalklive.com. What if a socialist became the, United, the president of the United States of America? President Barack Obama, John McCain, the North American Union, unconstitutional gun and drug laws, a national ID card. What's your trigger point? <clears throat> if it happens, what will you do? The Free State Project participants choose what event will trigger their move to New Hampshire to join the, free, the fight for freedom. 
Check it out at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Since we're talking about the coughs, you've actually got a police-related story, Mark. I'm hoping we can slip it in because I think it'll fit in perfectly here with this discussion of uh, the government police being out of control versus the, the marketplace and how the consumers would be able to actually rein these people in because of competition and because people would want to satisfy their customers instead of just you know arbitrarily doing nonsense, which we'll talk about here in a bit. But let's first go to Brian listening on KUSA in Yakima. Brian, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, Brian. Um, well, I've been listening to what you guys were saying, and I do agree with the free market concept. The only problem that I foresee with that is, you know, during the time of uh, when we had the immigrants coming over from Europe and so on, uh, there was a big fear during that time of the street police because they were so corrupt. And so what happened was you started getting the mafia from all different segments, whether it be the Irish, um, the Italian mafia, the Tong, um, or the triads from the Chinese groups, and they policed their own areas. And there was a definite price to be paid for that. And it wasn't always the best price. I mean, you're granted we do have a system that, isn't the best system in the world, and I totally agree with that, and I totally agree that it needs to be adjusted. But when you start privatizing things like that, that's when you truly start getting corruption going, just like you were talking about the uh, sheriff. Well, now, hold on uh, a second. You're talking about the mafia. Those are gangsters that are extracting money by threat of force from people. I was talking about a market-based protection system where people are contracting with their protectors. So it's a totally different world. Uh, what you're talking about is the mafia, and they uh, they exist today, sir, and they are dangerous, and if uh, if somebody is threatening you, then you absolutely have the right to fight back against them. Uh, so I would absolutely support anybody who is fighting back against a, a group of thugs, whether they call themselves the mafia or not. Uh, that's not a private police situation in any way whatsoever. That's a private thug situation, and those people deserve to be resisted. Uh, and, and, uh, and I do totally agree with you. Um, but at the same token, anytime you privatize something like that, when it's uh, placed in for a certain time period, then you have the power that gets involved in that as well. Placed in for a certain time period? Are you talking... You must be talking about privatization, as we discussed earlier. I don't know if you were tuned in at this point, but the term privatization, as you're using it, has to do with government granting a, uh, as you say, a time period to one particular organization in order to have a monopoly on that particular service. That's not what at all what I'm advocating here. I'm advocating the marketplace, the free marketplace, and the ability for people to be able to start their own competing business where there is no government-granted contract or any governmental involvement whatsoever. It's people self-organizing themselves on their own into businesses and offering products and services to the marketplace on a voluntary basis, just like everyone else in the free market does. So it would be a marketization, not privatization, which is why using that term is so, it's so useless at, at this point. Your thoughts? And, and in, in a concept, I truly agree with you. I think it's, I think it's a brilliant concept on your part. The only problem... Just like Thomas Jefferson said when it came to the Constitution, this will only work as long as money is not involved. What are you because talking once, about? No, once money once money becomes involved, why would someone protect me? Changes. Wait a minute. Why would someone protect me without me paying them? Why would they do that at no, what, no, charity? No, 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 that's, no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. All right, what are you saying? What I, no, what I'm saying is when you privatize something like that and they get instilled uh, in depth for whether it's six months, whether it's five years, 
Um, right. I'm not talking about that. I, maybe we're I'm, I'm, maybe I'm miscommunicating. I'm not talking about privatizing something. When you're saying privatizing, you mean the government granting a contract to some private organization, right? Well, I'm talking the private or, or the or the towns themselves hiring their own security. Yeah, that's privatization. That's not at all what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about doesn't involve government whatsoever. It would be essentially a transition from a government policing situation to a to a market-based protection services situation where there would be no contract with any government, where it would be you that would be contracting with the protection services or insurance companies that you felt were best going to serve you. That would be it. It would be just you making those decisions. Does that make sense? But, but there again, you're creating just a smaller form of government. But then at least you're consenting to it, sir. At that point, then you're choosing who your protectors are, and you're choosing what products and services you want to buy, as opposed to right now, where it's all shoved down our throat by force. Wouldn't you say that'd be a better situation? Well, yes and no. Like I said, again, in theory, you're right. But at the same time, you take a small town with a small town sheriff, you've got, um, a say, a mayor in that town, they're pushing drugs or they're selling drugs or what have you, and they're instilling fear around the entire area. And, you know, it sounds good in theory that, yes, you can sit there and say, well, we can just kick them out. Try it. We've seen what happens. Eventually it does happen. Eventually corruption does fall. This is true. But at the same token, there is a huge, huge, huge thing I mean, for, for corruption in something like that. This is why I'm not saying that, we're, I'm can't not saying that what this we have now difficult. is any better. Right. This is why I am a minarchist as opposed to an anarchist. This is why I advocate for small government rather than no government. However, I may believe that um, you know no government in many ways would be more just. I just don't think people are ready for it. I don't think that they can um, get well, the concept. But, Brian, I, this is probably the first time you've ever heard of this, And right? I'm not 100% sure it will work. Brian, right. is this the first time you've heard of these ideas? Um. Somewhat. I mean, yeah. I, See, I, brand I'm new getting to it, your idea, and, and I like the concept. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I really do. I, I really do like the concept. But there again, you know, it's, it's breaking it down to not only, you know, societal levels on what can be accepted and what can't be accepted, but also on personal levels and human nature and the criminal nature. Well, let me let me, let me explain this to you real quick. Um, everybody in your town right now is being robbed by the police force. They are extracting money through force, violence, and threats from everybody in your town. Now, it's called they're, taxes. They're doing it in a very predictable, very civilized manner, if you can call stealing and threatening people civilized. But they're doing it in a manner that people have come to expect and they're used to. I agree with that. Now, if a guy comes to your house in a in an ugly, gaudy suit and says, "Hey," You're gonna you're gonna pay up for your protection. It's not predictable. It's not pretty. It's an uglier way of getting the money. So right. uh, the fact if the gangsters bothered half or, or three quarters of the people in town, you'd still have a situation where there was less net aggregate theft going on because the cops steal from everyone. Do you understand? Oh, exactly. Okay. Well, that's so what, that's basically what I was getting back to when it came to um, when we were discussing the mafia, and you know, you instantly interjected. Um, I wasn't when I meant um, when I was speaking about the mafia. The people in those neighborhoods, the neighborhoods themselves, were protected. You know, I mean, whether people want to admit it or not, um, they knew that whoever the Godfather was or what have you knew. They knew that there were no drugs that were that were going to be sold on those streets during that time period. Now, of course, as time passed, you know, the drugs infiltrated and the older uh, 
mafiosos died off and the newer ones came in and just, you know, all heck broke loose. And basically there were no rules. But there was always a code. And whether that was with the Italian mafia, the Irish, or um, the uh, Chinese triad or Tong, it, it was a very honorable system because they policed their own. And when it came down to, if, if you crossed that line, there was a very serious price to be paid, and nobody crossed that line. All right. I want to thank you for your call tonight. appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I don't know if I was communicating effectively with Brian. I don't know if I was effectively getting my ideas across. It's a across. big, big concept, man. Yeah. Look, I've been doing this show with you for five years, and I'm still not so oh, sure took, I believe it. It took me a while to wrap my head around it, so I totally understand. The first time you come across the idea of a market protection system, it can be pretty daunting. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, and this is the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. So... We're talking about the idea of market-based protection services. And it is a tough one to grasp, Mark. Uh, There's an excellent book that I recommend to people. It's called The Market for Liberty. I actually turned it into an audio book. You can download it for free at book.freetalklive.com. That's book.freetalklive.com. You can also get a PDF version also for free at that same place. And it really goes into detail on how we can have the free marketplace provide us with protection services that will be far above and beyond uh, the quality level that we're currently getting from the government protection services today. And it will keep you safe from people like the mafia and other violent, dangerous people. It's all doable in the marketplace because of the wonders of competition. Now, in the free marketplace, in a protection uh, with a protection agency, when you sign up with them, you will be contracting for the first time ever, unless you're like a, you know, Britney Spears and you have a bodyguard or something, you probably will be contracting for the first time ever with a protection service because we don't contract with the government protection people. We don't contract with the police. They just arbitrarily provide you with whatever services they deem appropriate to provide you with. And you've got a great story of an arbitrary service the government decided to foist on someone who probably didn't want it. What's going on, Mark? Troy Mold, not Molday, woke at 3 a.m. Thursday to police flashlights shining in his face. Two uniformed Lakeville officers were in his bedroom, knocking on the wall to wake him up. Wow. They were there, they said, to warn him to keep his doors closed and locked. They were in his house to tell him to lock and close his doors. Their surprise visit was part of a public service campaign. Officers had fanned out across the city, leaving notices on doors to remind residents how to prevent thefts by keeping garage doors closed, not leaving valuables in cars and locking windows or doors. But Mold's house, they went further. His two sons, ages five and seven, and a five-year-old twin nephews, were having a sleepover in the living room. Oh, my goodness. They awoke to find the officers in the house. I was violated, but I wasn't physically damaged, Mold said, of what Lucky he, him. he considers an invasion of privacy. The officers told Mold his garage door was open. Now, I've gone to sleep and left my garage door open at night plenty of times. Uh, the TV was on, the keys to his truck were left in the ignition, and the door to his house was ajar. That's uh, <laughs> that's quite a bit. Uh, the police said the intrusion was justified because the officer's initial knock, uh, <laughs> door knock, was went unanswered. So what? 
You don't have the well, right to test somebody's... Look, they could argue that there was a, someone had broken in. You're trespassing. If you open someone's door, you're trespassing. But they're the police, Mark. They're not subject to the same laws you and I are. I, they, they ought to be. Well, That's yeah. the problem. Police went inside to check if anything was wrong. Sergeant Jim whatever said... He said the kids were afraid to wake their dads, so the officers went upstairs. It was really suspicious, uh, the, uh, the sergeant said. But Mold, 34, said he went upstairs to um, bed at midnight. Mold uh, didn't shut the garage door, and he remembers leaving the doors and uh, to his house closed but unlocked. The kids fell asleep watching TV. Hours later, he had police in his bedroom. He immediately thought something was wrong. Uh, yeah, you know, those cops are lucky they didn't get shot. I was just dazed, said the 34-year-old dad. It's not a safe way. It's, it's not a safe way of police protection. Nope. Uh, the sergeant said officers left pamphlets Thursday at eight um, other houses as friendly reminders of ways residents can avoid becoming victims of crimes such as burglary, like these cops did. Um, you know, I, I appreciate the, the thought. I appreciate the sentiment that they probably really did think they were doing the right thing by helping the uh, the uninformed citizenry uh, understand that they should be locking their doors. I mean, I can appreciate the the intentions. Why were they knocking on the door in the first place? Because the garage door was unlocked, I guess? Presumably. You know, I, I have my own house, and sometimes uh, I, I might leave the garage door open. I don't feel that gives an officer the right to come in my house. It sure I, doesn't. I just don't. It I don't feel, give anybody oh, the I'm right. sorry. I, I, didn't mean, yeah, I didn't mean just officers. I don't feel anybody has the right to open right. up my door. But only the, the cops can get away with it with impunity. They are the only ones who can come barging into your house at 3 in the morning, which is what time this happened, and have no, no form of any kind of consequences right. come to them for it. There's no retribution here. Police say many crimes originate with open garage doors. Last month, a 52-year-old Barnesville man was stabbed and left to die in his burning townhouse after two assailants entered his home at 4.30 a.m. by way of an open garage door. The suspects, who stole the man's car to escape, <laughs> so, entered... Now, you know, I hold on. I can come up with a story of uh, of cop crime, too. Just the simple fact that you can, you know, point out bad, garage open garage door is bad. Look... I've got that right. These cops are crazy, if you ask me. I mean, if the town is all shook up, because you know how small towns are. They're very, very, uh, they take note when crime happens, right? So if somebody ends up getting hurt, you said it was, uh, the guy got murdered? What happened there? Uh, some guy got murdered. He yeah. got murdered. I mean, that's pretty serious. People are going to pay attention to that, and they're going to be maybe they're going to be a little bit antsier than they normally would be about what's going on outside of their house or inside their house when they're sleeping. So... What do the police do? They decide to emulate the guy who was breaking in and killing people by breaking into this man's house at 3 in the morning and then poking around in there. I mean, again, they are lucky he didn't have a gun by his bed and whip around and start shooting. That's, that's, it's just amazing. So, again, another example here of how the police, while they may have had good intentions, they did not have any sort of contractual deal with any of their customers that said, hey, I would like you, as part of my contract, to come by every so often, maybe every few days, and check my doors to make sure that they're locked. That could very well be a service that is offered in the marketplace. It could very well be, if people were looking for that, they would be able to get it, but it would be specified in advance that, yes, this is something I want. Instead, they just arbitrarily pull it out and start going and doing these things. And they're lucky that there was not gunfire traded in this particular case. So 
yet another area of example. Thankfully, nobody got hurt, but this could have been different. It could have been violent. Those kids, what were the kids thinking at that time? How scary would that have been? Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's really it's a strange situation. Leaving a door hanger for residents is a method used by other police departments nationally. They do it with cars. It can help create a uh, police presence. Lakeville Police gave Mold a reminder that he won't forget anytime soon. I haven't figured out what I should do with it yet, Mold said. What about the what we've we've heard stories, Mark, about the police doing something similar. I never heard about it. This is a first for me hearing about it with houses. We've also heard about it with cars in the past, where the police will all of a sudden get it into their heads that they need to go start checking people's car doors in the middle of the night to see if they were left unlocked, and they'll go in. I'm surprised they don't set off alarms doing that. They must. They have to at some point, right? Right. But they they go in and they open up someone's car door, and then in some cases they will lock the door. And then leave one of these little hanging notes to say, hey, your friendly neighborhood police were here. We noticed your car door was unlocked. We just wanted to let you know. What we if the locks are screwed up yeah. and they don't work? What if I lost my key to the door and I have got a separate key for the ignition and I still have that and I have to leave my doors unlocked? Thanks. Now I've got to call AAA. So, again, I understand that the intentions are good here. But you did not agree with your customers to do this. And they never will. They don't have to. They can just arbitrarily decide to do whatever sorts of enforcement mechanisms and, and things that they want to do. We've determined that sombreros diminish crime. Here's your sombrero. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, by the way, I'd like, like to uh, point out that uh, car alarms are misnamed. No one's alarmed when the alarm goes off. It's so true. They're, They're just, just annoyed. annoyed. Car annoys. Yeah, they should be called car annoys. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I hate car car alarms. Too. So, so if you want this service, you should be able to contract for it. That way, you are expecting it. That way, you're not shocked or surprised when something like this happens. But instead, this is what we get. This nonsense, and that's all this is. It's just busy work nonsense for the police. You know, go investigate some real crimes. I I try to lock my doors every night. At my house, but you know, I, I last night I failed to do it, mm. and I checked. At the, uh, you know, I happened to notice it this morning that the uh, the deadbolt wasn't on. And now, you, you know, obviously I have items in the house for protection and that kind of thing. But what if they just, you know, but what if the, a, a cop decided, well, I'm just going to go in here and knock on his wall and wake him up and <laughs> let him know that this is too what your door's unlocked. No. I mean, if you're lucky enough to get into the situation where you are managing to wake up, let's say you hear the cops coming in th- through the front door. You hear the front door being opened from your bedroom, and uh, you know you you yell out or or something. I mean, I don't even know how you would handle it. Obviously, you'd probably go for a weapon if you've got one, and you'd yell out, "Hey, get out of here! Whoever you are, get out of here! It's okay. We're the police." Well, I still don't know who you are because you're many, down there and I'm up here. And how many armed robberies have been perpetrated? Police. So many of them. I mean, that, that's that's the first thing they say. That's I was in prison for nine years, and that's the first thing that they say. Sure. You know, th- when they would practice this and and you know pr- play games on each other, they'd say police. Yep. I would. You know, I don't care who you are. Get the hell out of my house. And if you don't, if it turns out that they are the police and somebody shoots at them, then you get in trouble just for trying to defend yourself. Please, cops, don't come knocking on my door. I don't want your services. It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. We'll see you Monday night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? 
First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.